Hey, Beis Amid Aleph Zok to Mishnah Hatinoikis. The children ain me anin oisan biyemekipurim. You do not torture them on Yom Kippur, meaning you do not hold back food from feeding them on Yom Kippur. Avol mechan chenaisam, but there's chinuch lefnei shana velefnei shnasayim, which Rashi translates lefnei shana means the year before the year that he become. The, the year before, the year before, he becomes Bar Mitzvah. So basically, it's two years before he becomes Bar Mitzvah, which we would call an 11-year-old. That would be Lefnei Shana. And Lefnei Shana Sayim, Rashi learns, would mean a 10-year-old. Because three years before he becomes Bar Mitzvah, right? 10, 11, 12. Three years, that's called Lefnei Shana Sayim. The year before, two years before he becomes a mitzvah. That's how Rashi learns the Mishnah. Bishvil, she regilim a mitzvah, in order they should be ruggle in mitzvahs. Now, really, this Mishnah is a pella, because why in the world would you think that there should be a chi of chinuch by children? Call it a, that there should be, that chinuch, that children should not be allowed to eat on Yom Kippur, l'chayr, they're not mechoyiv in mitzvahs. So, why in the world do you have to say, Ati naikis, ein ma'an nesabi ha mikiburim, it's not different than any other mitzvah in the Torah. The answer is every other mitzvah in the Torah, if your child hits six years old, seven years old, eight years old, but that's what the mission is speaking out. Yom Kippur is different. An eight-year-old is not to fast on Yom Kippur, but two years before, oh, two years before and three years before, you're mechanachim to, uh, to, um, to, be, to fast on Yom Kippur, like we'll see in the Gemara, what this means uh, when you're fasting on Yom Kippur for a katan zokt the heli gigemara hashta bifnei shtayim mechan chenlohu bifnei shonami boya. You're telling me three years before when he's ten, you already start chinuch. Two years before, of course, you start chinuch. Zat the gemara mavchiz the leikasha habechayle habibari. The one's talking about a chayle, one's talking about a bari because we're talking about a mitzias person has to be uh, able to fast. So if he's a bari, then he's able to fast. And if not, he, he has to wait another year. So if he's 10 years old, that's for a bari. And if he's a chayla, then it's when he's 11 years old, that's when you begin making him fast. So the Gemara explains, what does it mean? You make him fast. Ben ches u ben tes mechan An eight-year-old really Really, a past eight years. We will call him an eight-year-old. Uben Tess, a nine-year-old, which is really in the tenth year of his life. He's called a nine-year-old because he's nine years old. He already had nine years. So a Ben Ches and a Ben Tess, Rashi learns that he passed the eight years and he walked into, he's in the ninth year. So Ben Ches is really what we call an eight-year-old. Uben Tess is someone that's a nine-year-old. You give him chinuch for hours, for a certain amount of hours, he fasts a certain amount of hours. Ben Yud, who Ben Yud Aleph, a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old. So the reason why it says 8 and 9 is depending on the strength of the child. So Ben Yud, Ben Yud Aleph, is Mashlim and they fast. We're talking about a girl here. Everyone is talking about a girl. So 10 and 11, they're Mashlim, the tightest. 10 if she's a strong child. 11 if she's a weak child. They're mashlim and yirabanan. Ben Yud Beis, 12 years old, which is uh, bas mitzvah, mashlimin midayaisa. So then she's mashlim midayaisa because a kitana, a, a girl, becomes a gedela 
when she's 12 years old. That is Rav Huna's Pshat, Rav Huna's Shita. So let's get it clear. 8 and 9 for Shais, 10 and 11 is by girls. 10 and 11 to be Mashlim, and 12 to be Mashlim and 12 to be Mashlim That's Rav Huna's Shita. Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman's going to say the same thing, but he's talking about a boy. So he goes a year later. Ben Tes, Ben Yud, 9 and 10, Mechan Chanis Alashais. Ben Yud Aleph, Ben Yud Beis, Mashlimin Yerabon, and 11 and 12, your Mashlimin Yerabon, and Ben Yud Gimel, Mashlimin Midaraisa. Oh, I skipped the word, Betinaikis. The one before is Betinaikis. And over here, it's Betinaik. Over here, it's a child. So we don't, this is not our minic. But the way of Huna and of, and, and of Nachman, they don't disagree. They're saying the same thing. They're just saying, one's talking about a boy, one's talking about a girl. But the way of Huna and of Nachman put it down, nine, eight and nine by a girl, or nine and ten by a boy, is Shais. 10 and 11 by a girl, or, or 11 and 12 by a boy, is to fast completely Medir Abadan, and the year of Bar Mitzvah and Bas Mitzvah is to fast completely Medir Aisa. Nowadays we have different Minhagim, and the reason is because we, our children are not so strong. We're going to see Rabbi Yechen has a different sheet also. But Akaban, this is how Rashi learns the Gemara. So basically there's two years, uh, by a Bari there's going to be two years of Shais, and by a bari, there's going to be two years of hashlama midir before the actual bar and bas mitzvah. That's Avhuna and Avnachman's shita. We're holding pei beis and ten lines on the top. For Rabbi Yechonam hashlama dir abanan leka. Rabbi holds there's no such thing as a katan fasting completely. He's not mechuyif to fast. Rather, you do like this. Ben Yud, Ben Yud Aleph, Mechan There's a girl, that a 10-year-old or an 11-year-old, depending if she's a chayla or a bari. So then she fasts either 10 or 11 for shois. Ben Yud Beis, Mashlimin, Midiraisa, Ben Yud Beis, you do Hashlam, Midiraisa. Abiyechana does not hold of Hashlama, Midirabanan at all. So this is the Machlaikis of Nachman and Avhun on one side, and Abiyechana on the other side. When do you start Chinuch? According to Rabbi Yechonon, Abari starts Chinuch two years before Bas Mitzvah, and the Chinuch is on Lashais. According to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, he start, Abari starts two years before Bas and Bar Mitzvah, but there the Chinuch is Hashlama, and one year before that is a Chinuch Lashais. That is the Machlaikis Amiraim, how you do Chinuch. Tanan. So the Mishnah. Mishnah says like this, our Mishnah. You do not torture the Tinaikis on Yom Kippur. We're holding pay base on Aleph, 15 lines down from the top. So you, but you're Mechanech them before a year and before two years. So according to Rashi, we explain that that means two, uh, really two, uh, two years and three years. Basically, two years before Bar Mitzvah and three years before Bar Mitzvah. That's Lefnei Shana and Lefnei Shtay. So, Bishlama Lerav Huna, Lerav Nachman, Lefnei Shana, Lefnei Shtay. What does it mean, Lefnei Shana and Lefnei Shtay? What's two years and three years? Lefnei Shana Ledevram, U Lefnei Shtayim Ledevram. So, according to Rav Nachman and Rav Huna, that hold it to such a thing of being Mashlim Midirabanan. So even though according to them, Abari has really four years of Chinuch, Rashi points out, because according to Avunan of Nachman, four years before, eight, nine, ten, by a girl, let's say. It's eight and nine, and ten and eleven, for eight and nine for, um, for, for Shais, ten and eleven would be for Hashlama. So really it could be four years before 
that before that a person's already starts chinuch. So the our Mishnah says max three years. Lefnei means three years. The year before two years. Lefnei shana means two years. One's a chayla, one's a bari. But one, well, but Hakapalim one says three years, one says only two years. So the chayla had as Ravuna and Nachman explain the Mishnah. They're going to explain that the Mishnah is referring to a chayla. So your mechanech a chayla two years before. A ha, before Hashlama did Devrayim, which is three years before Hashlama Midayaisa. So Mele Avuna holds that in the tenth year, your Mechanech a Tchayla Lashais, which is two years before Hashlama Ledevrayim, which gets her when she's nine years old, which is two years before the eleventh year, which is the year that she's Mashlam Midayabanan, which is a year before the twelfth year, which she's Mashlam Midayai. So this is how Rashi, it's a little bit of complicated Gemara, this is how Rashi learns the Gemara, Lifnei Shana, or Lifnei Shtayim means two years and three years before the Dirabanan year for Achayla, which is eleven years old. And she, if she's a katana, eleven years old is the derabanan hashlama year, and two years and three years before that is the ha, is the shois midirabanan. But according to Abiyechanan, how do you explain the Mishnah? How does Abiyechanan explain two years and three years? How does he reach? How does Abiyechanan learn the Mishnah? What does it mean? Lefnei shana ulefnei shtayim. The Chayyabiyechanan doesn't hold of two years and three years. What does it mean? It means Samach Lepirkan. So the way, basically, Abiyachan learns it like this. He doesn't learn Lefne Shana, which means two, and Lefne Shtayim, which means three. Rather, he learns Shana and Shtayim. The kids are one year before and two years before. That's how he learns the Mishnah. So one year before would be for a Chayla, and two years before would be for a Bari. So let's say by a girl, it would be 11 years old and 10 years old. If it's a, depending if it's a chayla or a bari, that's how Yechanan would learn the mission. He doesn't learn lefnei, which would mean three years and two years. He says just shana aishtayim, one year before and two years before. That's how Yechanan would learn the mission. That's how Yechanan's shita. You don't torture Tinaikis on Yom Kippur. A year or two before Pirkan. So it makes sense. It's a year or two before. Abiyachanan says one year before because her 11 year old for a girl would be would be Shois. And ten year old for a, for also for a girl if she's a bari you would give her two years for shais to be mechanachel shais. So according to Rabbi Yechanan, that Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel is very gishmak. Sometimes it's one year, sometimes it's two years. How are they going to learn? Rabbi Shmuel, they don't hold of one year and two years. So what do they, how do they understand Rabbi Shmuel? It says it's only one year and two years. When we say chinuch over here, we're not talking about chinuch l'shois. Rav Huna and Rav Nachman hold chinuch l'shois is much more than just one year and two years. We're talking about hashlama. We're talking about finishing the tainus. That's also called 
chinuch, umi kari lechinuch hashlama. Do we call hashlama finishing the tainus, meaning making the whole fast? Do we call it chinuch? Ve'atanya ezu chinuch. The brayso says what's chinuch? Hayiraga lechal b'shtei shais machilin esoi lishalish. If he usually eats two hours, you feed him in three hours. We're holding pei beis manaf the middle of the amud. B'shalish if he usually eats in three hours, machilin esoi ba'arba. So you see chinuch is chinuch lishalish. Chinuch lishalish means you push him off an hour or two. You push him or an hour, or an hour from when he usually eats. So you see chinuch is not to fast the whole day. Chinuch means just to fast a few extra hours. That's what chinuch is. So how could Avun and Nachman say that chinuch over here means for to fast the whole day? There's two kinds of chinuch. There's one kind of chinuch of fasting a whole day, and there's one kind of chinuch of fasting l'shoi. So let's get it very clear, the two shittas. Avhuna and Avchizda say that an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old, depending if he's a, let's say he's a boy, so that it's a, a, child, a girl, is eight and nine, is for a bari, ten and a, is for a, a girl that's a bari, to fast for shois begins eight and nine, to be mashlim begins ten and eleven by a bar, by a bari, according to Rev. Rev. Hunan of Nachman. So Bekitzer Abari fasts two years of shois and two years of full fledged fasting. This is for Abari. A chayla is interesting. According to Rav Hunan of Nachman, a chayla fasts two years of shois and only one year of being mashlam, of fasting the whole time. According to Rav Hunan of Nachman, let's say we're talking about a girl, a nine year old would fast for shois, nine and ten, and an eleven year old would begin to fast. Uh, uh, full time. Let's we'll talk about a boy. It's easier to f- keep in mind. A 13 year old is Mechoyah So if the child is a, a, a Bari, so then 9 and 10 would be Shois. Not, not what we call a 9 year old. It gets confusing in the Gemara. What we call a 9 year old and a 10 year old would fast Lashois. An 11 year old and a 12 year old for two years, talking about a Bari, would fat, would be Mashlim the Tainus. Midir Abadim would fast the full Tainus. And the 13 year old would fast. Midiraisa full tainus. That's how Ravuna Rahmulan. If he's a chayla, so it would start at ten. It would be ten and eleven. He would fast for two years shois, only an extra hour or so. Then twelve would be he would only fast one year of full fledged tainus. That would be the year before Bar Mitzvah. And then Bar Mitzvah, he would have a full fledged tainus. We don't do this nowadays. Our minig is everyone has different minhagam how to do it, but Akapadam we assume we're weaker. But that's the way the Gemara Alibati Gemara. The Gemara Cheshbon, this is the way the Gemara Cheshbon is according to Rashi Shita. This is the Cheshbon in the Gemara. That's according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman. According to Rav Yerichanan, there's no such thing as a cotton fasting a whole day. In Kazadavar, according to Rav Yerichanan, it's only a chinuch l'shais. So, Melawat, if a person is a bari, if the child's a bari, let's take a boy. So then it would be 11 and 12, two years of shais. If he's not a bari, so then it would just be 12, it would be one year of shais. But there's no such thing as hashlama midir according to Rev Yechanan. That is the cheshbin in the Gemara, according to Rev Yechanan. Moyadike, Klaire, Gemara, difficult Gemara, but hopefully it got very, very clear. I saw today, Moyadike is from the guy. The guy says, what's the difference between zera and tzad soim? Why is this, right? What's the difference between a person's zera and a person's tzad soim? Well, what's the literal translation between the two? So the Vilna says an amazing thing. He's coming from a Pasuk in Eiv. He says, Zerah is a person's 
child, and Tzetzayim is a person's anacle. So he says a fascinating thing. He says the reason why Zerah, he's talking about Pasuk Kinev, the reason why Zarecha is without a Yud, many times, the Pasuk he's referring to is without a Yud, and Tzetzayecha is with a Yud, he says because you can only have one child at a time. He says twins, technically. So a person could have twins, technically, but really a person can only have one child at a time. A person technically should only be able to have one child at a time. So Mela the Vilna Gain Khajbins that 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 the reason why it says Zarecha is because since you can only have one child at a time, so it only says it says it with Adiyud. So that's a lotion of singular. But you could have multiple enoklach, right? If all your different kids have different kids at a time. So you could have multiple enoklach. That's why it's called tzaytzaycha. So when we say birchas we don't say v'niya anachnu v'zareinu. We say tzaytzaynu. Why do we say tzaytzaynu? We should say zareinu. We should say our children and we should say tzaytzaynu. The answer is because it depends. Torah has a married kazakh. You could have a chabura of people learning Torah together, and then everybody learns. Everybody, when a person learns Torah, he becomes a child to their Shalom. When you learn Torah, so Meila, when a person learn, when you learn bechabura, you could have tzaytzaynu. You could have a bunch of people learning from their Shalom together. Their Shalom could have kaviyachal a bunch of children at once. Say if it's a biological child, generally you only have one child at once. But when you learn bechabura, so then it's tzaytzaynu. Then it's a bunch of children. So Meila, we don't use the term. Zareinu, it's Tzad Zareinu. When you're talking about Taira, it's always a reboy. Personal lines, Taira Bechabura. So Mela, it's always a reboy. That's how I was thinking this morning, based on this guy. But like a part of personal lines, Bechabura, you have a difficult Gemara like this. You learn Bechabura. It's a skula to be able to uh, to learn, to have a clerk kind of sugya. Zok Tehelega Mishnah Gishmaka Mishnah. Ubra Shehiricha. If an Ubra smelled some food, a, child, a woman, Azimubaris, and she smelled some food, so now she gets very hungry, so it's a Sakana. We're going to learn that the next few blot is about Sakana on Yom Kippur. Fascinating thing. So an Ubra that smelled some food and has to eat, you feed her until she calms down, until her nefesh comes back, until she calms down. Then it's not a sakana anymore. You're allowed to feed a child that is uh, that a, a, a muberis that's very hungry. A you feed based on doctors. If a doctor says he has to eat, you feed based on the bikiyim. If there's no baki, you feed him if he thinks he has to eat. Then you assume he has to eat. Until he says he ate enough, basically you trust him. We're going to see in the Gemara that really you trust a person more than the Chayla, which is the Yisoyed in life, more than the doctor, I mean, which is the Yisoyed in life. We'll learn about it when we get there. But our Mishnah says that you listen to the doctors. If there's no doctors, then you listen to the Chayla. But we're going to see La Halacha. It's not like that. We'll see in the Gemara. The Gemara learns the fascinating case how to learn this. But our this is the day in the Mishnah. That a person, Achmaltzan, is in a Sakana. The Halacha is you feed him based on evaluation. An obra that smelled basar kaidish and she wants to eat it. So now it's a sakana. You have to feed a term. So you try to do as, le- as little as possible. If you take it like a piece of wood, you stick it into raitiv, and you put it on top of her mouth. So again, trying to do as little as possible. If she 
calms down with that good. If not, you give her some of the juice itself. If she calms down, is good. If not, you have to feed her the meat itself because, so we try to do as little as possible, but if we're stuck, then we feed her the iser. One of the most famous halachas in Shas. There's no such thing as something which is oimid b'fnei pikuach nefesh besides avaydezoya, gileirayis, and shvichas damim. With chayla, because that's. I mean, why, why do we use? Why do we? Oh, so the so you really you can make the same deek in the mission itself because the mission says over sheiricha machilu neisach etoshiv nafsha and then the end of the mission says achayemerdai right same deek so apparently the 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 feeling what by an by an uber it's talking about an, a feeling it's not so much of a tzayich it's more of like an emotional uh, feeling that she has to eat so well, that's where the sakana comes in so maybe it's a lashon of tashiv nafsha by a chayla could be tzimitzias of being very weak he has to eat so there could be tzachir madai could be that's the difference zatigimar minalon how do you know that these three mitzvahs are doicha pikuach nefesh, meaning a person's mechuyev to yemaiser nefesh for avodazara kile arayis and shvichas dam. How do you know? Gitanya, Rabbi Lazar Imer, im nemar bechol nafshecha lo mar nemar bechol ma'idecha. In uh, in uh, Kriyashma it says v'yavtas shem lekecha bechol avavcha bechol nafshecha uvechol ma'idecha. Why does it say bechol nafshecha uvechol ma'idecha? Bechol avavcha means with your whole heart. But what does bechol nafshecha bechol ma'idecha? One means your whole nefesh, and one means all your money. Why does it have to say both? Why, if it says bechol ma'idecha, why does it say bechol nafshecha? If you have a person that is guf, is more chaviv than his mamin, lekach nemar bechol nafshecha. That's why bechol nafshecha is more. It says bechol nafshecha to tell you that if his guf is more chaviv. Than his moment, so we tell you, love the Rabbi Nishlam with your whole guf. Be mice and nefesh for the Rabbi Nishlam. If you have a person that his mammon is more chashiv than his guf, that's why it says, that's why it says, to tell you even with your mammon. Do we have people that their mammon is more chashiv than their guf? Really? Is there such a thing? Yes, person mammon is mice and nefesh. But yes, we see this all the time. When a person has his guf, when a person has to learn tire, tire is not just for your neshama. Tire is for your guf. When it comes to guf, it's much more difficult. When it comes to go to work, you never heard a person say, I overslept my alarm clock. It was so busy. I went to sleep so late last night. He's there by hook or by crook. But when it comes to learning tire, there's always excuses. It's it's gufai, chavavalav, mimamayne, abaisai. Our guf. Tire is not about our guf. Tire is not about only our neshama. Tire is about our guf. When a person... Is to appreciate Taya, he is Zaycha that is Guf. A person's Mikabal of Altaya, Navir Menel Malchus, Valder Heret. Someone was telling me last night that the president, the, the Michigan in the White House added extra 
auditors and he's very nervous. Now they're starting to audit people. Chazal say, If you're going to get up in the morning and you're going to learn like a mensch, the auditors won't touch you. But if you won't, and Amela, you're going to decide you're going to relax a little bit, the Rabbi Shalom has many ways to dray you a cup. If you don't want to be drained a cup, drain your cup in learning, and you won't have to be drained a cup with doctors, with, with lawyers, with Rahman and other things. If you want to be busy, everyone has to be busy. If you're busy with Torah, if that's your Mr. Nefesh, you're going to be Zaycha to be protected. A person, Rahman Salan, does not, doesn't appreciate it, thinks, listen, I miss one day, I miss this. No, nothing happened. That's what you think, nothing happened. Rahman Salan, you don't want to find out when it's too late. Chazal tell you, oil What's an oil? An oil is amishubid. An oil does, uh, 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 ox doesn't wake up one day and say, today I went to sleep too late, I can't do it. He has an oil. That's oil, Torah. If you're mechabal on yourself, oil, Torah, mavir menu, oil, malchus, veil derecheretz. We all know what oil malchus, veil derecheretz is. We all know exactly what that is. If we would know what oil Torah is, we won't know what oil malchus, veil derecheretz is. I remember when I once got jury duty, I made a Kabbalah, that was when I was told in learning yeshiva, I made a Kabbalah to Mechazik and Starim, and I got off the hook. Mamish, clean off the hook. And the next time, wasn't so upset. But I the first time I got off the hook, call him a Kabbalah of Altaya, Avir Menuel Malchus, Tomorrow morning when your alarm cock rings and you're about to push snooze, just remind yourself. Uh, oil, there's an oil malchus and an oil derecheretz out there. Everybody has to be busy. If you want to be busy, the Rebbe has plenty of ways to keep you busy. If you don't want to be busy, be busy with Taya and then you'll be zaycha to always be protected. And that brings us to our siyam. Paz Hashem Nachavach. We're going to have a mayerdika, mayerdika, mayerdika siyam, mayerdika covered hataya. It's not about covered us. It's about covered hataya and a meila. I need a screwdriver. I don't have one. Small screwdriver. But akapadim. It's about covered hataya. When a person comes, he's going to be a maimid kveit shemayim. You, your wife, and your kids should all be part of this maimid kveit shemayim. Everyone, book babysitters now. Wednesday evening. It's going to be mamish a beautiful kveit shemayim. It's a tremendous bracha. Uh, what happens every seum? The people that kveit and so they come over after the seum and they say, "Was taka such a beautiful thing?" So why don't they remember that for next time, the next time when they fetch again. Why don't they remember? You remember the, it was talking, you know, it's talking beautiful. What makes an event beautiful? Why, when you walk somewhere, you feel like it's beautiful? It's because Zashras Hashchina and your Shechina and your Neshama feels it. You walk out, you feel full. You don't just feel full with stakes, you feel full that you're connected with your body Neshama. That's why a person walks out of the sea and he feels full. So, male, a person should realize it's a moment of Shechina, it's a moment of Kvait Shemayim, it's an opportunity. Don't blow. The opportunity. Anyway, back to what we were discussing over here. So, any, huh? <laughs> no. no that's, it's not, we, we never throw UB under the bus. Weiter. Zach, take a weiter. We're not talking to anybody. We're saying a statement. We're talking a statement just to understand the concept. It brings us to understand the mind of covered attire. If one of us would have become the president of the United States, we would all make a suda. No one would have any tightness if they spent $7,000 on a suda. One of us became president of the United States. So why when we have a mind of when we're zoiche to learn a mesachta, which is much more chash than that, why do we hesitate? We don't hesitate. We shteltsu and we realize it's a mind of and a male, we all zoiche to a keser and a mind of has to be very chashe, that's the bottom line.
Anyway, so the Gemara learns out of here that there's some people that's gufoi, chavvalavimaynai, and some people that's amaynai, chavvalavimigufoi. But how do you know from here? I don't understand. How do you see from here that avaydazaya is daicha pikoach nefashis? Who says a word about avayd? This is the pasuk. The Gemara finished the drasha. Ve'aftas shem lekecha bechalavavcha bechal nafshe chavchal meidecha, and a male avaydazaya yebuchiv ti meisa nefesh for avaydazaya. The Torah doesn't say a word about avaydazaya. The answer is, Rashi says, that via Havta, a person that serves Avaydazaya is not someone that loves the Rebbe Nishamana. Rashi says it here. But Akapadim Rashi, I believe in Sachim, says that Avas Hashem, via Havta, means that you don't serve Avaydazaya. Torah does not say Avaydazaya. Torah says, via Shem Lekecha, Bechal Nafshecha. But if a person is not willing to give up his life for Avaydazaya, that's not via Havta. So now, this is the Makar for Avas Hashem. This is the Makar that a person is Mechoyev. For Avaydazaya, because the Pasuk says, What does the Pasuk say after What's the next Pasuk? Avas Hashem comes from learning Torah. So just like a person is mechoyev to imaisa nefesh not to serve a desire, a person is mechoyev to imaisa nefesh. V'ha'yu advarim ha'ila asher anayichi mitzav chayayim alav avecha mesiras nefesh gives a person a connection to Torah. Whether it means to get up, whether it means to give money, whatever it is, it's mesiras nefesh. It's difficult. It's mesiras nefesh for Torah, and that's what connects a person to Torah. All jokes aside, serious. The pasuk says avas Hashem comes with mesiras. Nafesh and Avas Hashem, the Pasuk says, is referring to Torah. If you, if you do have a desire, oh, so that's true. But let's say a person has to give up his life for a child. All of a sudden, we see Ava, we see what real Ava means. A person would be willing Mamish give up his life for his child, physically give up his life for his child. Because Ava means no bounds. The after means Ava is beyond bounds. A person's even willing to be Mysanefish. So you're right. It doesn't show that you hate Hashem, but it's definitely, it's definitely minimal. It's definitely minimizing Ava's Hashem if you're not willing to give up your life for the Banishlam. Is, is there, let's say, let's say is, there, is there something that you would give up your life for? Okay, so that means if you're not giving up your life for the punishment, that means you're missing in the after. The after means reach the peak of Ava. If you're going to admit to me that there's something you'll give up your life for, and that thing is not of a desire, that means you're missing in the after Shem Lekecha. The Benisham doesn't mon you for something you can't do. But if there's something that everyone admits that there is something they would give up their life for, whatever that thing is, so Mela, the Benisham should be at least that high. So if you're not going to give up your life, Avay desire is the identity if you're with the Benisham or not. That's Avay desire. Every other mitzvah is different. Avay desire. Anoy Cheshem Lekecha, that was the first. Our relationship with the Ben is identified by a lack of avodah They go hand in hand. So a person not willing to give up his life for avodah it means he doesn't. He has avodah Hashem. You have a good point, but it's not the peak of avodah Hashem. The after means endless avodah Hashem. Clear? Zotig Gemara, that's how we desire. How do you know Gilei Arayis u'Shvichas Damim Minolan? How do you know Gilei Arayis and Shvichas Damim? The Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda, and this is a pasuk that it says by a person that's Ma'anis and Arusa, and Ishas and Arusa, Shishination Ishasish, and someone was Ma'aniser. So the pasuk says Ki Kasher Yakom Ish Al Reihu or Itzachay Nefesh, just like a person gets up on somebody else and kills him. Rechmanot Slan Kain Hadaver Hazeh. This thing is the same as that. This thing is a uh, a ritzicha situation. 
So why are we comparing Ritzicha to Namrasa? What does one thing have to do with the other? Two different things. One's Ritzicha, one's a killing somebody, and one's Avodiza, and one's Namrasa. How do you, what, what are we coming to teach you? It's coming to teach and it ends up learning. Why? So we're saying that, that just like Ritzicha, so too, but really we're going the other way. There's a very interesting halacha. If you see a person chasing a Naya Marasa to be Mizana with her, you're allowed to kill the person to prevent there's nus. Because the Pasuk says that the Naira was crying, Ve'ein Meshiala. No one was saving her, which means if you have any Hechatimsa to save her, you're Mechoyev to save her. So therefore, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to learn, we're going to know Mesachas Ksubis, well, we're going to have it, we had it in Pesachim. We're going to have Be'ez Hashem, Mesachas Ksubis, and Mesachas Avaydezayim, Mesachas Sanhedrin, in Yerushalayim, Kedesh. And over there, we're going to see the Sugya of Roidif. But it's very interesting. Everybody knows that if you see somebody, if you see somebody chasing somebody to kill him, that you're allowed to kill the Raidif. But not everybody knows that you're allowed to kill a person that's chasing somebody, an Isha, that's an Ishish, only an Ishish, an Ishish to be Mizana. Not everybody knows that. But the, the really, the Mikar for Raidif is from Naya Amira. So there's no Pasuk that you're allowed to kill a Raidif. The Pasuk that you're allowed to kill a Raidif is because the Pasuk says by Naya Amira that you're allowed to kill the guy that's chasing. So Mela. If you see a person chasing somebody else to kill him, the Allah is you're allowed to kill the Raidif. This week's parish Pinchas and Zimri, big discussion. If Zimri could have pulled Pinchas out. Very important to keep in mind, nowadays we call Arison the Tanaim. So nowadays an Isha is not an Ishish till she comes to the Chuppah. But in those days they used to do Kedushin by the Arison and then she was a full fledged Ishish. Right after Kedushin she's a full fledged Ishish called an Ayamurasa. Today Arison is fake. But real Arison means she's Mukodeshes, she's a full fledged Ishish. So she's not married yet, she didn't have Chuppah yet. She, we do chuppah and kedushin at the same time. But in those days they did it separate. So male in those days she was a regular ish. So just like there's a din raidif by an ish, so too there's a din raidif by a reitzach. And the reason why we think different is because in our mind, person trying to kill somebody is much worse. So for sure, there's a raidif by trying to kill somebody. Ish a terrible thing. But no, no. But the Gemara says the other way. Ish is a terrible thing. Now reitzicha, you learn a reitzicha from ish. If you can stop an ish, you can learn out. That's the first halacha we learn from this. But that's not what we want. We want the next halacha. Just like by if someone's forcing you to kill somebody, this halacha of Yarek Valyavar, Afnaya Marosa, Yarek Valyavar. So too, Naya Marosa is Yarek Valyavar. How do you know that Ritzach, for Ritzach, Gufe Minolan, how do you know Ritzach is Yarek Valyavar? Svarihi. Someone came in front of Rabbi Omar Lee. He told him, Omar Lee Mari Duroi, the mayor of my town, told me, Katle Leplanya, kill this person, Vilai, Katil Nalach. If not, I'm going to kill you. So that's a, what was, there was a Shiloh. Should he kill the person or not? Amalei Rabbi responded, Niktalach, they should kill you. Veloy Sikto, don't kill that other person. My chazis, the Dama Didach, Sumaktvei. How do you know your blood is redder than his blood? Dilma Dama Du Gavra, Sumaktvei. Maybe his blood is redder than your blood, I don't understand. Let's see, Avrab Chaim Kanievsky, and you have one, a little child, a kid guy, that's Nebuch, halfway off the Derech. What, you say, my chazis? 
Yes, you say, my chazis, you have no idea whose dom is more, not a guy who's mamish mechal Shabbos Fasio. He's different dead. But a person that's not mechal Shabbos Fasio. person that's on the fringe, and someone, the greatest God, Lador Maishir Abenu, and you are equal. If there's an option to kill Maishir Abenu, or Achman Salaam to kill a little child, they are both equal when it comes to Ritzicha because you have no idea whose blood is redder than the others. It doesn't make a difference. You have no heter to kill somebody else because you have no idea if your blood is redder than his. Every individual is equally chaviv by the Rabbi Nishom. An amazing thing. Unfortunately, the only place that we see this is by Ritzicha. But hopefully we should have this before Ritzicha. Now when a person's alive, when a mensch letnach, we should have that every yid is chaviv by the Rabbi Nishom equally. The Rabbi Nishom does not love one person over the other. He loves them all the same. And Emel, there's no difference when it comes to Ritzicha. There's no difference between people. Ha, he ubra the archa. There was, listen to this story, an amazing, amazing story. It's an eye-opener. Listen to this story. <coughs> there was an ubra, a woman that was pregnant, <coughs> that she smelled food. She wanted food. Also, they came in front of Rebbe. The Rebbe told them, go whisper into her ear. So she shouldn't be hungry anymore. They whispered in her ear. And she was mekabel. She stopped being hungry. The Pasuk says, the Rebbe describing Yirmiyah that even before he was formed, the Rebbe already had a relationship with him. So this child was already connected to the Rebbe when he was already in the mother's stomach. Nafak mina, Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan came out of there, which stems very nicely, because we all know our history. Rabbi Yechanan was a first generation Amaira. This was a story that happened with Rabbi, who was a Tana. Rabbi Yechanan was born right at the same time as Rabbi. So it makes a lot of sense. This story fits very nicely. This is the story of Rabbi Yechanan. So who was the other guy? We're going to see another story. Who was the other guy that didn't shtaltzu? The Gemara says like this. Hahi Ober, there was another story. The Archa, that smelled food. Asla Kamei of Chanina, came in front of Chanina. Chanina lived, was a contemporary with Rabbi Yechanan. He was also an early Amaya. He lived at the same time. Whispered to her, it's him, Kipper. And it was, she didn't, wasn't Makabal. So, So they said about him that the Rishayim are already Zeru, they're already foreign. Zeru means foreign. They're already, the Azar means someone who's foreign. foreign. A Kayan is close. Azar is, when it comes to Avaida, he's far. So it says, Zeru, Misha, Meirachem. Arasha already is, is uh, Zeru when he's in the Rechem. So who would, who would be this? On a Haman, maybe? On a Hitler, Yemachshemayana? Who is this? So let's see who this was. The Gemara says, Nafik Mina, Shabsai, Otsar Peri. Shabsai, the one that was Otsar Peri. So first of all, he got his name in the Gemara. So obviously, he couldn't have been that bad. But what did he do? He was Otsar Peris. Rashi says, you know what he used to do? He used to stay, he used to hoard food, Corona. He used to hoard food to be able to jack up the prices. No, 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 no. Is that the example? And the answer is yes. That is the example. When a person lives his life controlled by money and he does something that he knows is dead wrong, it might not even be wrong, that's a Russia, that's Zeru, Rishon, and he is the 
antithesis of Rabbi Yechanan. If you would have to say who's the opposite of Rabbi Yechanan, it's a yid that cheats another yid, a yid that spends his entire mind thinking, how can I make more money? How can I make more money? How can I make more money? Rachmano Litzlan, and like Rabbi Naftali Bez Hashem is going to explain to us, that's not what life's about. It's a person wants to make money, but if that's what life's about, that's Shabsoi Otzer Peiri. That's the example. That's the example of a Russia, a person that's entire focus is on money and he has no connection to Ruchnius Rahman al-Islam.